Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Jason. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How's it going? Good day, mate. It's good to uh, join you. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Let's introduce you to my, my audience of Morning Upgraders. Tell everyone who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us a big win happening in your life right now. So my name is Jason Belmonte. Uh, I'm from Australia. I am currently a professional champion bowler. I bowl for a living, and I have been doing that since I was 16. That's how I've been able to provide for myself. And in the world of bowling, probably the big win that I've had this this or most recently is um, I was able to win uh, my seventh Player of the Year in in ten years. So to be ranked number one is a huge accomplishment to be the best bowler in the world is is what I wake up in the morning and strive for it's it's what I am passionate about it's, it's why I spend late nights training to to get that number one ranking so to get the reward at the end of a long season definitely makes it worthwhile all those sacrifices in the air keeps you hungry to keep going and to keep striving for number one I think the answer to that has changed over my career and as I've as I've gotten older and more mature and I think, you know, when you're a teenage kid and you get that, that check in the mail or check in your hand and you look at all the zeros, you think, wow, this is amazing. This is why I'm going to do this because I can buy myself cool shoes and new gadgets and stuff like that. And then as you get a little older and more mature, you realize that obviously money is important. You need it to survive. In my experience, if it is the sole purpose for me personally, others are obviously wide a little different, but if, if money is the sole reason that I'm doing something, then I feel like it's just not all of me giving what I need to give to do it. So it's really now become uh, a passion. It's become a love and then it's become a drive to, to be the best that's ever done this. And if I can reach that goal, then I don't know what will drive me after that because this particular excuse to do what I do and, and to put in the work, that seems unimaginable, but that's what I'm looking at. That's what I want. So that's what's going to push me. Do you have an idea of retirement? Like, have you thought about that? Like, what age do you want to stop bowling and try something else? I, mean, I know you do other things besides bowling, but have you thought about an age? Bowling is a, is a unique sport where age doesn't hit you like it does other sports. It does still hit you. But for example, it's very unlikely to see a 43-year-old world tennis champion, right? It's unlikely because there just requires so much more physical toll on the body. For us in bowling, there is repetition and you do get injured. You have you know, incredibly sore shoulders, knees, wrists, and other parts of your body. It's not because I'm taking a whack and it's not because I'm you know, pushing myself to the brink physically. So it becomes more of an emotional thing, it becomes more your headspace. How long can you do something before you're just absolutely fried out and you just, you can't do this anymore because you just, it doesn't make you happy. So bowling gives us that little bit more on the physical side, but because we can last a little longer physically, I think it then takes a huge toll mentally on you. Mm. You know, like I travel for six months of the year. So for, for how long of my life am I prepared to do that? I don't know the answer yet because today I wake up and I'm looking at the flight schedule and I'm like, I'm still excited to go and compete at that tournament. And I think 
for me, it'll be a moment when I look at that flight schedule and go, delete, I'm not doing that anymore. Then I'll, mm. I'll know it's just not in me anymore and I'm not going to give my best. So why, why go and spend time away from my family and friends if, if it's not all of me competing? Yeah, it makes sense. It sounds like it's, uh, it's like one of those things like you, you know when you know. I didn't think about that. Like it, it's less physical, but the mental side and the, and the wear and tear from traveling, uh, didn't think of that whole side of it. It is really brutal. Does your family travel with you? No, they don't. So my family is probably busier than me <laughs> with all <of> their <laughs> activities and all of their jobs and everything that they, they have going on in their lives. I know that sounds like I'm joking. I'm actually not. I'm really serious. Every single day, there are multiple things that my children are doing, my wife is doing. So, you know, to pull them out of that and, and to just be essentially cheerleaders for me when I'm on tour doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There is the occasional trip that we will plan together. Once every few years, I'll, I'll make a big plan and say, all right, guys, let's come and join me on tour because it gets a little lonely out there. And I'd like to have that little bump of morale and support while I'm there. And we'll plan a trip for a month and they'll come with me for a month. But it's also not super fun to spend your days in a bowling center for a month cheering for me when I know there are beautiful parts of the U.S. that they would probably prefer to be in and, and be, be tourists. So it's a bit of a juggle, but we, we make it work. I know what you mean about being busy. Like every night I'll ask my wife for a day like, for the night, like what's the schedule? Cause with three kids and the billion activities, it's like I, I turn into a professional driver at night, you know, just carting them around with my wife. So I know what you mean. I know. I'm actually thinking about just putting not, not to actually join, but just to put the Uber sign on my, on my car, just to make a funny point that this is, this is me now at the end of, uh, at the end of the work day, I'm switching the Uber light off. I'm done for the day. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel you. Let's uh, move away from bowling for a minute. We'll come back because I have some questions around mindset and, and some other stuff. Uh, maybe speaking to like the young athletes that are listening or early on early stage athletes and just giving them advice. But we'll come back to that. Let's talk about your morning routine. Do you do you have one? What does it look like? Yeah. Again, it's definitely changed over the years, but as it is today with four children in the house, the usual morning routine is making sure that everything is ready to go for them. And I would never say that I'm a, a completely selfless person, but I try my best to be as least selfish as possible. But once you have kids, it's like this automatic switch just pops into your body. And it's like, well, before you start your stuff, make sure their stuff is, is ready to go. And so that's typically the morning routine for them is just making sure that they're ready for school or their activities for the, uh, you know, later in the day. Once all that's done, then I can, you know, obviously focus more on me. And it typically is, you know, a really, really nice, healthy breakfast. I try to work out in the mornings after school drop off. And then I usually go to the lane to train for a little bit. And then after that, I'm focused on more scheduling out the rest of my day for some business calls and then getting ready for the afternoon onslaught of activities for four kids. How many hours do you, do you practice for bowling? What does that look like? Practice can vary on, on how I'm feeling. If if I go to the lanes and I roll the you know the first 20, 30 minutes and it just feels great, you know, I'm not working on anything specific. I just I just want to 
you know, roll the ball down the lane, then it can be as quick as 20 or 30 minutes of, of a session. Other times, if you turn up and it, it feels a little off, I spend hours trying to make sure I leave the lanes feeling like at least I know what's going on. Why does it not feel great? Why is my timing off? Why is my accuracy down today? And, you know, I'll stay until I feel like I'm, I've achieved what I've wanted to achieve for that session. If I'm working on something super specific, then usually it's a little bit more specific in time. I don't like to learn new things and take hours and hours learning them because I feel like it can, it can really frustrate you when you're not achieving them quickly. So I try to give myself a one-hour session when I'm learning something new and if I've been able to feel like I've incorporated that into my game in that hour, fantastic. If not, then I'll add another hour into the next session that I do and focus on it. How do you get yourself out of out of funks when when things aren't going your way? You're you're having a bad game or or wh- whatever. Like, how do you draw yourself out? The first thing that I think about is I've got to have this moment of realization that it's okay. It's totally okay to be in this funk. You are a human being, and every single day that you're walking this earth will not be perfect. There are going to be days that are better than others, and there are going to be days that are a lot worse. And when you're in those funks, as soon as you just take a moment and just be like, ah, it'll be all right, you know, like this is, this is normal, then it allows you to refocus on, on the solution to getting out of that funk. Sometimes I think the biggest problem in my career early on was just not accepting that this is normal and, and creating way too much weight on the problem. Like, I can't believe this is happening. You know, what if I never get out of this funk? What, what, why am I in it to start with? What did I do? And you just put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect all the time that it just creates an even bigger hole for you to have to climb out of. So just give yourself that realization that it's normal, it's okay, and that you're human, that it's going to happen is the very first thing. After that, I'm pretty self-aware. So when things are not going well, I, I have a sense of, why and i do focus on on being able to find a solution to that that particular uh, particular problem so i do I, I put a lot of effort into if it is for example bowling i'll know if my swing is out of place or the timing or if the way my i'm letting go of the release point if it's all out of whack and it's been like that for a while i just really really focus on right let's go back to your basics let's start building that foundation from the ground up again and allowing yourself a little time. Um, the only other way that I get out of things like that is I actually take a break. Sometimes it's not uncommon for me to take a one-month or even a two-month break of throwing the ball down the lane and just say, you know what, maybe you've been bowling so much, you're in a bit of a funk. The more that you try to fight your way out of this hole, the, the deeper you feel like you're getting. So let's just let's take a few weeks off and um, recharge the batteries. And between those two things, any funk that I've felt like that I've been in, I've been able to work my way out of them. That's great advice. I, I don't bowl, but I can, I can resonate with that. But I resonate with that because like with, in business, I can feel funks coming on or almost like burnout where my attitude is not the same, you know, and I just don't have the motivation like I normally do. And so I don't take weeks off, but I will shut down earlier than normal or just kind of veg out my kids at night and just try to recharge the battery. So I think that's really good. Uh, yeah. And I think it's, it's important when you go through that phase to not allow 
a feeling of guilt to come in. And, and that's something that, you know, probably I haven't shared before because I haven't really thought to share about it. But those moments where you take those breaks, you sometimes can feel like, why am I taking a break? I'm supposed to be providing. I'm supposed to be training. I'm supposed to be building something. I'm supposed to be doing all these things and taking time off. I'm not doing that anymore. And you can get mad at yourself and guilty for, for not doing what you think you're supposed to be doing. I think, again, it's really important to allow yourself to accept that you are human. You are not a robot. You have to have a recharge phase and be okay with having that. You have to be okay to put the pen down, you know, to close the computer for a while, to not pick up the bowling ball, to allow yourself to get more out of you in performance after you finish your recharge. That's fantastic advice. So let's talk to, um, I think I'm going to combine two, two questions though, two questions because they're kind of similar. My one question I was going to ask you was about when you're competing against other bowlers and they're all great, right? You're all, you're all professionals and so everyone's very skilled. So why are you at the top and some others aren't? Is it work ethic, work ethic or not work ethic, but do they put more people more practice in? Is it mindset? Is it something else? And then I wanted to ask you about like for anyone listening that is thinking about becoming a professional athlete or maybe they're younger, maybe they're older, it doesn't really matter, but they're thinking about becoming a professional athlete. Like what advice do you have to the, for them to become great? I think you need to have a conversation with yourself before it all. And you have to ask yourself some pretty tough questions. And usually the ones that don't make it, there's a moment or two where the juice is, is not worth the squeeze, right? It's, it's like, I want to do this, but man, it is really hard. And I don't think I, I'm going to do this anymore because it's, it's super difficult. And you need to have that conversation with yourself and you have to keep yourself accountable to the answer of that conversation. And that, that question is, are you prepared to make the sacrifices? Are you prepared to work harder than everybody else? Are you prepared to learn more than everybody else? And if the answers to those questions are yes early, then you've got to hold yourself to that. And you have to reassess yourself to be able to refocus on, on why you answered yes in the first place right? Is it to make money? Sure. It might be to start with, or maybe it is forever because that's, that's how you're wired. Is it to achieve great things because you have aspirations of, of achieving those things? Whatever the answers are and the, and the reasons for saying yes, you have to keep yourself accountable to those. You have to remind yourself, yeah, it's hard. Of course it's hard. If it wasn't, then everyone else would be doing it too. So here you are in an opportunity to do it. Are you going to get out of bed today? And are you going to are you going to motivate yourself to hold yourself accountable to the to the answer of the question that you started this with? And for me, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's not easy to live in Australia and have to travel to the US and spend months and months away on the road. But that was what I said to myself: Are you prepared to do this to be great? Because this is a part of it. I hold myself accountable to that answer every day. Yeah, I feel like a common theme here is in this conversation is being self aware and. And having talks with yourself, you know, just like communicating with yourself in terms of what you want and then being being self-aware about how you're feeling and, and taking action. So, Jason, I've got one last question for you, okay? And then we're going to wrap up with you telling everyone how they can uh, connect with you if they want to learn more and follow you. So, you're, you're 39 years old, right? You're 39, right? I'm 39. 
Okay. So in the 39 years that you've been alive, so th- through the through the lens of Jason, in the 39 years you've been alive, in your personal opinion, what is the meaning of life? Oh, well, when you said you had one last final question, didn't realize it was going to be a, a philosophical, <laughs> life-bending, mind-altering question. You can answer quickly. Does that have to be a long answer? <laughs> and, and you want me to answer it quickly? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I, I think. I think for me, obviously, you, I feel like the meaning of your own personal life is to find your own happiness. Like, if you can go through your existence and feel like when it's all said and done, at the very end, you look back and go, you know what? I was happy for the majority of this because of the decisions I made, the things that I wanted to do and did, the achievements that I was able to collect along the way. I think if you can find whatever that is for you, and it doesn't have to be the same as someone else. Like someone else's version of happiness doesn't have to be the best in the world at something, right? It can be something a lot simpler. It can be something that's more meaningful to them. But finding whatever that is and just doing that and being able to make those necessary sacrifices to just be happy with what you want. Don't, don't be happy for someone else. Be happy for yourself and whatever that is. That's my yes. answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good way to end the podcast. Thanks, Jason. Uh, great job. You're more than if someone, welcome. <laughs> if someone wants to connect with you, follow you, where, where should we send them? Uh, mate, I'm all over social media. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok even. My kids have convinced me that TikTok is super important. So here I am on TikTok. Um, and you can find me. It's either at Belmo or just my name, Jason Belmont. If you search for that in each of the apps, you'll find me and, and you can say hi or you can visit my website, yeah, which is jasonbelmonte.com uh, and you can catch up on what I'm doing and find out information about me through that resource as well. Um, or yeah, just listen to uh, Ryan's podcast every now and then. I might, I might be on the show. So catch me there <laughs> yeah. as well. That sounds good. All right. Well, thanks again. No worries at all, mate. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.